Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast series co-hosted by uh, financial advisor Mark Fricks, who's authored the book, The Road Less Traveled. And this podcast series is dedicated to federal employees who are on that journey financially. And so for those of you that have listened to the previous sessions, we concluded uh, chapter one by teeing up uh what the heck just happened which is the title to chapter two so mark welcome back thanks jeff good to be back all right so um we ended the previous session with um the teaser chuck and his magic underwear which you're going to conclude <laughs> the session yes. uh yeah. with that story but let's talk about some of the uh, cliff notes of, of the of the book and, uh, you know, share with the audience the details behind what the heck just happened. Yeah, I'm, so I'm going to start off um, this the discussion of Chapter 2 uh, with a quote from Jay Leno. Um, so this is what Jay said. He said, the U.S. has developed a new weapon that destroys people but leaves buildings standing. It's called the stock market. Uh, which can be funny unless you've just lost a lot of money and it's not right. that funny. So yeah. this chapter came about, it was birthed from 2008, where over a three plus year period, the market lost 56.9%. Wow. And, you know, that sounds like a big number, but it's even bigger when you had a million dollar IRA or 401k and it ended up being worth 450,000 or whatever it might've been. Then it's real money that it really counts. Yes. And we know from those days how what an effect it had on retirement. Many people went back to work. Many people did not retire when they thought they would. Um, some because of bad decisions, which one of the bad decisions was moving to cash at the wrong time, then staying in cash for the last 10 years, also have not recovered. So the, the problem with the stock market is that uh, you know, not the common man did not participate in the stock market until the advent of the 401k. In the IRA, which was 1979. Until that time, mo you know, the, the regular middle class person really didn't do a lot of stock market work. You know, the the, the, the guy that worked at Lockheed or, or, or whatever. And so, you know, this the stock market was introduced, and they began using different language. Like in you know, in the old days, it was uh, you know, we'll, we'll take take Las Vegas. You know, it used to it was mafia run, and, and of course it could still be. I don't know, but I mean, it was big mafia. It was and it was called gambling. Well, now, you know what they call it, Jeff? They call it gaming. It's now called gaming. Uh, so they've taken some of the sting out of it. And yeah, so that's interesting. Kind of, yeah, so that's kind of what they've done with the stock market. Now that everybody can be in it, it's like we don't take it quite as, as seriously. And so um, I've learned that as a retirement planner versus just an investment advisor, that as we near retirement, we need to treat our stock market money differently. Uh, you know, it's okay when you're 25 and 35 years old, you stay with it, you're fine. But if you're 55 or whatever, you're within five to seven years of retirement, it's, it needs to be treated totally different. And then you look at the fact that the volatility of, of the stock market has increased so much. Um, uh, you know, from 1980 through 1999, it was one general trend and that was up. And I'm not saying there were blips along the road, but if you look at the graph, it's generally up. You look at the last 20 years now, we've got six 
trends, major trends, up and downs. And so um, <clears throat> we can't vacate the market in retirement, but we certainly need to treat it differently. And that's part of the strategies that we use as a firm, especially with federal workers that even though they have a pension and they have social security uh, and they have their TSP, uh, they need to understand that their thrift savings plan is not managed. Um, they, these are index funds that just follow an index. And so you have to understand that if you're the C fund, C as in cat, um, it follows the S&P 500. So if the S&P 500 loses 26%, guess what you lose? You lose 26%. Right. Am I saying stay out of the C fund? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, um, you know, one of the things we do, Jeff, uh, and I'll offer this to our listeners as well, is those that have a, a short exploratory meeting with us, we will add them to our thrift savings plan email list. And every month we send out recommendations. Is it as good as managing it daily? No, but it's certainly better than not doing anything with it at all. Uh, so, so this chapter is all about what the heck just happened in 2008. And here we were floating along. We'd gotten through the tech bubble and lost, you know, 25, 30, 35% or whatever. And we thought we were good for a while. And then wham, you know, we got hit. In fact, they call the decade from 2000 through 2009 or 2001 through 2010. The, lo the losing decade. It's only the second time over a 10-year period that we had a losing um, intra, uh, losing uh, gains. Um, so anyway, I, I guess just all that's to be said is that we have to start getting a hold of our money that's in the stock market and having it properly managed one way or the other, um, or we're going to uh, get slapped back pretty good. And that's what that chapter's about is, um, you know, um, I can remember one time I was playing football. Um, I think I was probably 12 or 13 years old. And I was, uh, the coach decided to try me on at end. I'd been playing linebacker and then a little bit on the defensive line. He put me on the end. He said, all you got to do is take three steps forward, turn around, face the quarterback, and tackle whoever's coming at you. I said, I can do That's easy. I can do that. Yeah. So yeah. I took my three steps out. <laughs> I turned around. And there come these two big old offensive boys. <laughs> they ran me right over. <laughs> I said, Coach, I think I want to go back to the line. <laughs> yeah, that's what the heck just happened. That's what the heck just happened. Yeah, absolutely. So he didn't explain that part to me. So so it's it's the unexpected, uh, and, uh, which is why, as a federal employee, you want to make sure that you have a roadmap, which is what we're all about, a roadmap to retirement, because we anticipate that we're going to have a bear market. We anticipate we're going to have a drop. Uh, in the coming years. And so we use hedging, we use uh, alternative investments, we use uh, hybrid special annuities that won't go down, only go up with the market. There are different tools we have that are really designed for people approaching retirement that will help uh, protect your money. And the main thing we, we use is we use actively managed accounts, which are basically accounts that are tied to computers that are watched every day by the computer and are constantly making adjustments based on the market. Uh, so. Um, it's part of that plan that we keep talking about. I, I don't want to keep harping on it, but I'm going to be talking about it every week because it's what the book's about, right? And so, right. you know, and there's something else we see, we, we forget too. We forget how math works. So let's say you have $100,000, Jeff, and you lose 50%. What is your new account balance? Uh, 50000 Yeah, I didn't tell you there's going to be math today, did I? No, you didn't, but I was sharp enough to figure that one out. Thanks for making it easy. <laughs> yeah, I try to make it easy. Yeah, thanks. I need it easy. So you have 50000 What percentage do you have to make to make it back to 100000 
Well, I I understand. I I know the answer to this, but um, if I hadn't taken the course, I would have said, well, common sense would tell me fifty um, percent. Right. And that's not true. It's not common sense. It's math, right? Right. It's, <laughs> right. Well, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So what you're telling me is that if I lose fifty percent of my portfolio, I have to take more risk just to get even. Well, you got to make a hundred percent to get even. Yeah. So how, do you, how do you do that? Take more risk. You don't well, have no, more. You go to Vegas. You got to go to Vegas at that point. <laughs> That's right. Good luck with that too, because the yeah. house never wins, right? Well, and you know, I think you're you're using the 2008 as an example, and uh, I remember we were just starting to work with federal employees at that time, and how many people, uh, you know, losing 30, 40 percent, that wasn't an outlier. That that happened in the TSP and people were delaying their retirement. Right. Right. Yeah. And now I, here we are, here we are in year 2020 and you talk about what the heck just happened um, in your updated version of the, of the book. I'm, I'm sure you're going to address this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we were expecting a bear market, but we, we thought it was still a little bit ways down the road and we did not realize it would be triggered by COVID-19, um, an unprecedented uh, occurrence that, is, that has taken place. And we're not done with it between the fact that, uh, you know, we the market is still really volatile. It's come mostly back. I think we may be in for a W, you know, the, the big drop, some recovery, then another big drop. I'm not going to promise that, but I also know we just printed $2.6 trillion worth of uh, money wow. and probably going to print another half to, to one trillion. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that does that that will affect the market. It will affect the value of the dollar. I mean, the market can go up all at once, but if the, if the dollar is devalued by half, you, really, you, it's a it's a false reading. Um, so there's, there's, you know, there's other special things that we're doing to to uh, to avoid that as well. But. We're, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. And, and so, you know, anybody listening that um, has money in the TSP or has money in the stock market anywhere, um, you know, find a fiduciary, whether it be us. I mean, if you're a federal worker, um, certainly we are a great choice because I don't know if you know this, Jeff, or not, but our designation for federal working with federal workers is only five people in the state of Georgia that have it and only 25 people in the southeast that have it. Now, I'm not saying you don't know anything about federal if you don't have the designation, but you can be sure that you do if you have it. And so uh, make sure you find the right individual. But yeah, it's um, um, it was quite a, quite a happening in 2008. Right now, we don't know where we're going to end up, um, but it's uh, it's something you need to have a plan for. And, and that's part of that retirement roadmap. Well, before we get into Chuck, <laughs> Um, what are you, when, when somebody reaches out to you, uh, what's the, what's the step your firm takes? Let's say somebody's listening and like, you know, I got my TSP, I don't know how I'm allocated. Uh, before we, before we share the story to conclude this session, uh, what are the, what are the steps that you take initially with a new federal employee? Well, it starts with the discovery and analysis. We have to understand, um, everything about the employee, not only financially, but also from a standpoint of their plans for retirement, you know, where would they be? We talked about this last week, you know, what, what are they going to be doing in retirement? What are their feelings about money? What's, uh, you know, all first session is 
um, discovery. Um, and then we be, uh, begin analyzing the situation because I can't walk up and say, Jeff, you should have all of your money in the C fund in the thrift savings plan. Um, I don't know anything about you. That's like you walking up and me telling you as a doctor, hey, you, I'm going to put you on high blood pressure medicine. You know, I haven't even taken your blood pressure yet. And yet, right. you know, well, most of my patients are on it, so I'm going to put you on it as well. That, that would be crazy. And so we would spend uh, a lot of time. And, and so if you walk into somebody's office as an investment advisor and before the meeting's over, they're offering you a, a product or an investment, don't walk away, run away because they're selling you something. They're a financial salesperson. They're not a planner or a retirement consultant. Exactly. So that's where it begins. And then together we start putting that plan together and I can better answer the question of where your money should be, how long should it be there, uh, things of that nature. Okay, so here's the big uh, tee up for Chuck. The big finish, huh? The big finish. <laughs> I've been waiting a week to hear about this magic underwear. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure millions have, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> so uh, Chuck is actually a friend of mine. He's been a friend of mine since middle school. And so okay, we, so let me let me clarify this. Does Chuck know that you talk about him like this? He gave me permission to put it okay. in my book. All right, I want that disclosure. Disclosure. It, it is public yeah. domain. Uh, <laughs> so, right. Uh, so anyway, so Chuck back several years ago um, worked for a company called Mazola Canola Oil, which I think most people are familiar with. Their cooking products. So, and so he worked for them in the marketing department. And, and so they took a trip to New Orleans. And if you've ever been to New Orleans in the summertime, you know, it is hot, humid and miserable. And his job was to basically take this uh, camper type trailer and uh, open it up uh, in a section of town and start cooking, grilling, cooking with the oil and giving out free food samples so that people would say that canola oil is really, really good type of thing. Right. So he spent the day frying up food, handing out free samples, uh, and it typically was at some kind of a festival atmosphere. And as I said, hot, miserable. He started the day at nine, worked till seven. And, uh, and this is all quotes from Chuck, by the way. He got back to his hotel and he was sunburned, sweaty, and in his words, uh, chafed in places too terrible to mention. Um, so he decided to uh, just get showered and just, uh, you know, lay back on the bed and just cool off and, and rest and and ended up just falling asleep. All right. So the next day, uh, Chuck got up and again, the same kind of day to lay ahead, but he could not bear the pain of putting on his underwear. And so um, he decided to go commando that day. Now, Chuck, being somewhat of a um, modest gentleman, decided he would at least put a clean pair of underwear in his pocket just in case he got to feeling better. He could slip inside and, and slip them on. So Chuck spent the day again going through and cooking and frying and everything else. At the end of the of, a, of another very hot day, Chuck was walking back to his hotel room to have dinner, and he passed by Bourbon Street. And, of course, it was crowded with happy people and, and, and music and all that kind of stuff. But he particularly noticed a group of eight beautiful women approaching him. They were dressed, he said, and dressed to the nines, gorgeous women. They what he found out was they were on the town to celebrate their friend's bachelorette party. And so they were out on a um, scavenger hunt. So would you like to guess what, what one thing that was on their list? Um, I'm not sure if it was Chuck's underwear. 
just general underwear. Just yeah. general. <laughs> yes, a, a pair of men's <laughs> underwear. Uh, and so they had to get all 10 items on their list before they could go back to the party. And so they, you know, they asked, hey, you know, Chuck, Chuck was there with a friend of his too. Said, we, we need a pair of men's underwear. We're having trouble finding that. Uh, and so, uh, you know, Chuck um, decided he could not pass up this opportunity. Chuck, uh, Chuck was a gentleman that uh, loves magic and illusion. And so he got an idea. He said, ladies, I think I can help you. Can you give me just a minute? And of course, they giggled and said, sure. So instead of ducking into the alley or into a restroom or something, Chuck simply turned around with his back to the women and began wiggling around reaching into his pockets, um, just, you know, he spent probably 30 seconds really building it up as if, as if he were really struggling to do something. At the very last second, he took those underwear and pulled them out of his pocket and turned around and said, ladies, here you go. They must have screamed. They, uh, first of all, uh, I think their they, their breath was taken away because yes. they, they could not understand. Yes. And yes, they started hooting and howling and laughing and cracking up. They took the in underwear and with them, they took a story that they would tell the rest of their lives. And so that is my what the heck just happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which well, I think is yeah. a great example of that. Yeah. So, um Wow, that is the road less traveled. <laughs> well, I don't know that that's the road less traveled, but it's, it, yeah, I think it does illustrate chapter two very well. So. What the heck just happened? So I wasn't sure what to expect with this story, but it actually turned out better than I anticipated. So <laughs> well, when uh, you, I kept it clean, yeah. right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, so my question as we wrap up, um, I think, you know, if there is an underwear Hall of Fame out there, Chuck's <laughs> should be in there, maybe signed. Well, wherever they may be, right? Yeah, so, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm almost fearful to ask, but what are we going to talk about next week? <laughs> well you know, I was so I was so busy thinking about uh, Chuck's magic underwear. <laughs> I'll have to look. You just, you, okay, so I'll give you a second. Yeah. Well, next week we're going to talk about what color is your money. Money. Okay. Good. Color is your good. money, and there's actually three different colors of money. So we're going to talk about the three colors of money, and, and what that means when it comes to retirement planning. Okay. So, all right. As we wrap up, how? How does someone, somebody that's listening in or joining us on YouTube, uh, how can they find you if they'd like a consultation and, and uh, have questions? The easy way um, is the World Wide Web, as we like to call it. Uh, just go to masterplanretire.com. That should be easy to remember a jot down, masterplanretire.com, all one word. And that will give you a place to sketch. You can actually push a button and get an appointment. My, my calendar pops right up. Um, or um, it has a place, has our phone number, of course, or it has a place you can email us. Uh, so that's a great place to go and find out more about what we do. If you're maybe driving around, well, not if you're driving around, you shouldn't text. But if you have your phone with you, you can actually text the word master plan to the number 21,000, 21,000. 
the word master plan and our contact information will pop up within about 10 seconds. Um, so that's two great ways to, to find us. We're also, um, you know, on many podcasts, we can, uh, I think, find through some of your sources as well, Jeff, but that's, um, uh, that would be my, my best suggestion. Okay. So, um, you can also, uh, if you do book a meeting, I don't want to speak for you, but my understanding is they would get a copy of your book. Right. As well as, um, anywhere from six to 10 reports that we can run for you that will tell you everything from, are you going to run out of money before you run out of life to what would a bear market do to you to what would a tax increase do to you? When should you take social security? Should you take survivor on your FERS pension? Uh, which survivor should you take? Should you keep your federal health benefits? Should you keep the Fegley uh, federal life insurance? I mean, uh, we'll anyway, in, 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 what do you call it? Inuit? In, 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 <laughs> in, in date. Thank you very in, much. In yeah. I'm still well, struggling from that, Chuck's underwear. But no, I get back two yeah. syllables. I struggle. You threw me some curveballs today. I had to do some math. I had, uh, didn't know where the underwear story was going. Then I have to pronounce a word. So I know. And that math stuff. Yeah. Stopped that's okay. Yesterday. That's so, okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So they'll get a, a, a signed copy of my book as well as um, all of uh, all of those reports. And that is all complimentary. And if it helps you and you walk away, we are happy. Um, if it, if you look at that and say, you know, these guys can help me, then we'll talk about how we might can help you. And you can also uh, find uh, Mark's book on Amazon, The Road Less Traveled, Mark Fricks, F-R-I-C-K-S. And uh, as Mark did mention, you can go to our website, fedchecklist.com, fedchecklist.com. There are 12 questions you need to have answered before you retire as a federal employee. We've had some great response to those questions. It's imperative that you be thinking through it and, and just checking these boxes off. You know, sometimes there's some things slip through the cracks and when you retire, you can't go back. And yep. you can also download a, a retirement report that has a worksheet and budget that can help you prepare for your meeting with Mark. So uh, Mark, great session. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for, um, for being here with me and helping us out. And we appreciate all you do for us. You got it. So we'll be back next week. Uh, so look for the upload. And this concludes our session today. Take care, everybody. Take care.